The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. Welcome to the Payment Podcast. This is your host, David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network. And as we always do on the Payment Podcast, we are talking with members of the Payment Relationship Management team, their role, their mission, and how they plan to cure the world of all ills when it comes to electronic payments, or at least do their darndest. So with me today, the two-person all-star team of Peter Gordon, the founder and CEO of PRM. Pete, once again, thanks for joining me. Dave, thanks for having us once again. Well, it wouldn't be much of a podcast without you, quite frankly, <laughs> but uh, but you're you're kind to say that. And... Mark Elliott, who is the Chief Product Officer over at PRM. Mark, thanks for joining us. Great to be here, Dave. Yeah, yeah we didn't, I guess we didn't scare you off too bad the first time you appeared on the pod. So um, what we're going to do today is, and this will be a, a vibrant and interesting podcast, we're going to talk about sort of issues in the industry and some things that have popped up and questions on people's mind. But we had a special request to play um, a particular throwback to a, well, you know what? This doesn't need any setup. Pete, Pete uh, you suggested this, and I think it's, it's on point, but you won't understand why it's on point until Pete explains. Here we go. Who remembers this? So, yes, it is the Jetsons theme. Well, let's take a listen because, Pete, this is your favorite, I think, because of some of the... Dialogue you're going to hear, right? We all love Elroy, yeah? Yeah, it just puts a smile on everyone's face. (laughs) That's great. Coming up, you've told me, Pete, is a very key moment. All right. Moses Prime, tell us what, for those that aren't watching the video, what happens there when he... When we get introduced to Jane. So uh, Jane gets, uh, if you guys recall, um, uh, George hands her hands her a dollar, right. and uh, and she grabs the wallet and uh, leaves him with the dollar, and then goes off to the shopping mall. And uh, cash, U.S. currency, cash, yeah. apparently. And yes. so uh, the uh, amazing thing is, so for those, I'm a little George Jetson uh, fanatic, I guess, and uh, <laughs> you know, it was started in 1962, Hanna Barbera. Right. And they had 15 episodes in 62 and 63. Uh, and, and then they had 15 more in 85 through 87. But those early on ones that Hanna-Barbera had, I think they have most of the things that we think about today that are here. You know, Skype, we use Skype video, we, mm-hmm. um, the internet, and many of the things. Did they have the, wa- any, any uh, like, watches? Watches, of like, course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have uh, video watch. Um, That's one of the big ones that is absolutely... Yeah. Come um, to light. The yeah. robot, Rosie the robot. We have robots, uh, yeah. We have robots and only more to come. And so I think... Even the flying cars are coming, They're coming, right? right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, ordering, you know, paying for your uh, your milk and the internet of things and your refrigerator being able to order your milk and have your meals come to you mm-hmm. are all, you know, we're, it's here and now and uh, we're in that early phase of all this and I, I think they got it right and it's amazing that to me in 1962 the only piece that I think they didn't get right um, mm-hmm. which I don't know how they would have described it in animation is uh, 
you know, what I just talked about, Jane took his wallet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't imagine this digital world. You wouldn't hand the wallet. You know, she would right. take her his electronic wallet. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a good symbolism. And so uh, I always think about that as the only thing. And as we move into the Internet age, and, and you know, I really think about uh, where we are today. It's uh, um, Steve uh, Case from the founder of AOL has, uh, he outlines three phases of, of the Internet. Mm-hmm. And the first phase was connecting to the internet. So that was when you guys remember AOL and uh, CompuServe and dial-up dial modems yeah. and <laughs> 24-baud <Yeah>. modems. And, <laughs> right. and uh, so that was connectivity. And mm-hmm. you know that was in the uh, uh, early 80s, mid-80s to early 90s. And then, of course, uh, what most, most people know today, we certainly entered the e-commerce, social, mobile age, which are, you know, the largest companies in the world today, you know, Google, Amazon, Apple, uh, dominated. And, uh, you know, that, that, that obviously continues, but I, I think we've entered a new phase in the last, um, uh, year, two years. And, and that's really where uh, my company payment relationship management hopes to help companies navigate this last phase, which is really, uh, that everything's connected to the internet. And if everything's connected to the internet, how are you going to pay for things? So whether mm-hmm. it's um, uh, your car is connected to the internet through a 4G or a 5G network, and you roll through the gas station and you don't have to get out and and pay, mm-hmm. um, it will just uh, you know your your card or your payment instrument will be connected to your car. And you, and money will be uh, taken right out of your bank account. So, are you guys equipped to keep up with these changes? I mean, is is that? I suppose the answer is yes. But to, but tell us why. Yeah. So so um, Mark's here with me, and uh, you know we've you know as you know I've been doing this for uh, my whole career you know twenty five thirty years, and uh, Mark here as well, and we've created a methodology to help help demystify what is going on in the payment landscape today, and. and uh, we use our experience to develop a methodology and and uh, to help benchmark where you are from a payment perspective, uh, identify the gaps and where you need to go and roadmap. And probably most importantly, we, we it's all about the data at the end. Once we uh, help you with a new payment product that you're going to put in or uh, augment your current payment strategy, uh, we're all about measuring that on on an ongoing basis. It's all about the data, all about reporting, and uh, you know, really driving to optimize the payment mix to reduce costs, gain your customer loyalty through enhancing that electronic relationship uh, with your customers. Mark, you care to chime in on sort of where you come in on this? Uh, sure, Dave. Um, first of all, I'd just like to—I uh, always love the Jetsons, so I'm glad that Peter has been using <laughs> that uh, as an example here. Um, we don't have robot dogs yet, do we? Wait, was was the dog a robot? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. No, he was a real. No, he was. He real, was a real, he real dog. Real, okay, no, he was a real, real dog. dog yeah. Okay, but the but the yeah but the Rosie the <laughs> Rosie the the maid was absolutely a robot. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We have the iRobots today. Company sure. Here and, and you know we'll. Have, Robots. And Rosie was really just like a glorified Roomba when you think about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, as we um, develop this product, Dave, and bring it to market, uh, we were really focused on innovation and bringing new competitive advantages to our customers. Uh, and when you have a, a strategy 
and focused upon the innovation, you need to look at trends within the marketplace. And Peter mentioned, um, you know, trends that have been occurring throughout the information age with the, the onset of computers. Um, and so there's the look at the micro trends that have occurred over the past several years. And then also we take a step backwards and look at macro trends. Um, when you think about the first industrial revolution, for example, and the invention of the steam engine, every industrial revolution brings something to the upcoming industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. So it went from the steam engine in the first industrial revolution, brought on the second industrial revolution, which was harnessing of electricity. With the harnessing of electricity, we went on to the third industrial revolution, uh, the information age, the invention of the computer, and that enabled a lot of the capabilities that Peter had mentioned. Uh, and now here in the, the fourth industrial revolution, it's the digital age. And really in the digital age, it's where uh, a blending together of what we have within computers, uh, biological, human, technology, all coming together. Uh, and the, the input that really has come out of the information age going into this digital age is data. Payment relationship management is all about the data. We want to make best use of payment information, the data, be able to perform analytics against that, provide analytical insights to our customers uh, so they can offer uh, more intuitive products out to uh, businesses and retail retailers and, and uh, retail payment products and business payment products because here in this uh, fourth industrial revolution it's going to be about customized services mm -hmm. how does uh, this service feel personalized to me and the way you personalize the service yeah. is through the data mm -hmm. and I know part of what you do is is demystifying I've heard you guys use that word before why don't we take a listen to one financial expert's um, ultimate challenge of demystifying, and it's it's on the subject of blockchain, which I know is is um, definitely within the wheelhouse of what you guys talk about. This is one financial expert's attempt to explain blockchain to, I believe it's like a five-year-old. Let's take a listen. This is interesting. My name is Bettina Warburg. I'm a researcher of transformative technologies and co-founder of Animal Ventures. Today, I've been challenged to explain one concept at five levels of increasing complexity. My topic is blockchain technology. Blockchain is a new network, and it's going to help us decentralize trade, allowing us to do a lot of our transactions much more peer-to-peer -peer directly and lower our use of intermediaries like companies or banks maybe. I think today everyone can leave understanding something about blockchain at some level. Do you know what we're going to talk about today? It's called blockchain. What's blockchain? That's a really good question. It's actually a way that we can trade. Do you know what trade is? Mm -hmm. it's, when, it's when you take turns doing something. It's when you give up most of what you want, right? When you give up most of what you want? Well, sometimes that definitely happens for sure. What if I told you that there's a kind of technology that I work on that means you could trade with any kid all over the world. Really? Yeah. If I could trade with any kid, I would trade, well, I would trade something I don't like so much. That's probably a good idea. Maybe somebody else likes it more than uh -huh. you do. So normally, when people trade, they have to go to the store or they have to know the person so that they can get what they asked for. With blockchain, 
You can make that exact same trade, but you don't need the store and you don't even necessarily need to know the other person. Really? Really? <laughs> so you, you could hear that five-year-old say, really? So how did, uh, how did she do? I thought the five-year-old did great, but, but did our, did our um, intrepid reporter there? Yeah, she explain uh, blockchain well. Yeah, or I think it's uh, you know one of the key points she puts out there is so uh, a couple things. So she talks about decentralization, and uh, so blockchain is a technology, an underlying technology that will allow us to uh, decentralize things where there's not a central um, authority over these things. And uh, she she did mention that uh, you know maybe banks won't be needed uh, anymore. And, uh, you know, there is certainly some transactions that probably are the case. But uh, I, I would think there's more, um, you know, we also have these things called regulations. And, and there's a good reason why that there. So I, I believe the technology that she's talking about, blockchain, will certainly help uh, banks actually not be, um, uh, maybe not be, they'll still be part of it. Um, because you still need a trusted advisor. Who who is the person initiating the transaction, knowing who your identity is? So there's a lot of roles when we get to financial services. Uh, so I think she had some things right in terms of that it will transform how we trade. No question. Mm -hmm. Everyone and and the key is no one will know we're using blockchain. Uh, we'll be offered products and services that you know a five year old can use, and that's that's the key transformation. And the key underlying will be some really fancy technology that. Um, I'll throw some big words around that mm -hmm. um, there's a word called amenable. And one of the key characteristics of a blockchain is it's amenable, which simply means you can't, um, uh, you can't uh, duplicate it and that it's 100%, uh, it's that it's, uh, um, it's proved that you did that transaction. And in today's centralized world, that's not the case. The reason why we have centralized infrastructure is because you need banks who are regulated to prove that you did something. Um, in this electronic form called blockchain, uh, there's uh, cool mathematical computations and cryptography, and I can get into a lot of detail that um, the math you said immu that immutable. Immutable or immutable. Not, not immutable. Immutable? Immutable. 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 Right. immutable. Yep. immutable. right. Immutable. That's uh, <laughs> unchanging over time or unable to be changed. Immutable. Yes, I can Google. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, that immutability is obviously a key thing. And so as we, as you did point out with the five-year-old, trade with anyone around the world who you don't know and the trusted parties. A lot of things, uh, you know, Dave, you were a lawyer and you did mm -hmm. things uh, uh, with escrow accounts. And the reason why you use escrow accounts is you don't trust the other party. So you got to put the right. money somewhere. Mm -hmm. And these, so that's a good example. So maybe we have a blockchain that uh, takes out escrow accounts. Uh, so I, I disagree with her that banks won't be needed. It, they'll just be used in different ways. And that's really what payment relationship management is, is not to put the uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt in uh, the financial institutions, but help them uh, move in, help them uh, understand these technologies and how to leverage them and, be, uh, and move into the digital age that we're moving into today. Mm -hmm. You want to do one more topic before we break? Mark, you want to chime in on that one? Oh, sure. Let Go me ahead. Uh, yeah. just a few thoughts on blockchain uh, for any of our listeners out there um, that are wanting to understand it more, or evaluating it. We have to realize that it's a new technology, and with any new technology, it goes through an evolution. Um, and we're just now starting to come out of the phase of the hype cycle 
where blockchain has um, been hyped up more than it can actually provide. Uh, you have companies such as Long Island Iced Tea that adds blockchain to their name and their stock price goes up because of the hype around blockchain. Mm -hmm. So when you think about blockchain, it's a distributed database at its core. And if you're looking to deploy a blockchain technology, you have to first ask yourself, do I really need blockchain? Can I solve this problem with an ordinary uh, uh, database? Um, so uh, the blockchain technology is... Um, very real, uh, very valuable as it evolves and goes forward, but you have to take in consideration that it's been overhyped as it's been a new technology has come onto the scene. And as organizations are developing new products, it's one of what I would say are, are four new emerging technologies that are going to play a big part in the development of our products uh, throughout many industries going forward. One blockchain Two, artificial intelligence or machine learning. Mm -hmm. uh, three would be cloud computing. And fourth would be the Internet of Things. So combining all four of those new emerging technologies together, they all have very good interoperability capabilities to offer our next generation of products. So the, the, you mentioned this. I just want to come, come back to it. The, there was, uh, when you say Long Island iced tea, I think that's, the only thing I drank when I was 19 years old. Uh, I mean, 21. Um, but there's a company, Long Island IC, changed its name to Long Blockchain, right? And uh, as a gimmick, I take it, right? It, it was a gimmick that paid off well. Uh, their right. stock price soared on just the name change alone. Well, I think I'm going to pour myself a nice um, Long Blockchain right now as we uh, step away here. <laughs> Terrible segue. But um, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Pete, as usual for being the fuel that um, makes the payment podcast one of the best in the business, I think. Don't you guess? Absolutely. Well, at any rate, um, if you don't believe me, go back and check out all of the past episodes of the payment podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Please subscribe. Please leave a comment. You can also find all past episodes at my outfit, the Boston Podcast Network. That's at pod617.com, pod617.com. And please learn more about PRM. PRMpayments.com is the website. The Twitter handle is at PRMpayments. And please feel free to email them, info at PRMpayments.com. So for Pete Gordon and for Mark Elliott, this is David Yaz. See you next time. And thanks for joining us on the Payment Podcast.